0: Today's daf is daf nun, 50, and we pick up at the bottom of Mem- Memsadamut Bet, and today's daf is going to focus on, we are now, the whole remainder of this really focuses us on bor. Um The one thing that we have certainly haven't given a focus attention to, certainly not in terms of the psukim in the Torah, um, and the Mishnah spoke about digging in one domain and opening in the other, with the point being that bore is defined by where the opening is, and the Mishnah basically says that whether its opening is in Rishas Harabim or in Rishas Haya, Okay, so it doesn't matter which one. And now we're going to turn to the Gemara and see that there is a debate. Of course, our intuition is that a board beshter should be much more chayiv than in Rishit because it's a it's a, it's a much more of a public hazard. Let's see what the Gemara says. Tanu Rabbanan about six lines from the bottom on Mem Teramadret. Our rabbis taught. Um, question if we have that So it seems like what's in the parentheses isn't there as we'll see in the Gemara okay so let's take that out so you have a board that's open to this is what Rabbi Ishmael says and this is the board in the Torah No if you actually dig a well in your domain it's a, you own it and then you are mouth you renounce ownership over your domain because that's necessary because if you own all the area around your well you have no liability if somebody falls into it what are they doing in on your property but if you give over all the area around your well to the public and then they have the right to travel in that space and have access to it um, and you still do own the well so that's he says a board that is a public hazard and that's the bore that is written in the Torah Okay, so what is, so each one says one of them. One says a Bor Bershid Arabim, if you especially if you take up parentheses. The other says a Bor Bershid Do they hold of one another? Do they reject one another? Let's see what the Gemara says. Ammarabah.
1: Yeah,
0: it's just only and everything is in room, right. Is you think that that right, well, let's see the Gemara. Ammarabah. The Bor Lo Rabba, man after my own heart, says, Look, if it's in the public, give me a break. Nobody would say you would not be Chayev <coughs> if you dig a, a hole, a pit, right in the middle of the public domain. public. Affair. My time, Amar K'ra, the verse says, Ki Yiftach Ki If a man opens up a well or digs a well. <speaking Spanish> if you're liable for opening it, how much more so? Of course you're liable for digging it. If the Torah starts with Ki <speaking Spanish> why does it have to say Ki <speaking Spanish> It is to tell you that the, that the basis of the liability is because you have dug it meaning it is not about ownership it is about making the well making the public hazard and therefore the question whether it's in your domain is irrelevant or certainly it's not a reason to be more high of. the emphasis is you created a public hazard and therefore certainly the classic bore in the Torah is doing it as a way in which it's most hazardous hazardous in the Rashid there is no reason it should have to be in your domain and you need to own it, it's not about ownership, it's about creating it, okay, that's, so low said, everybody would agree with that, so Rabbi, when Rabbi Yishmael says, a Rashid HaRabim is the Bor HaMorba Torah, Rabbi Akiva does not disagree with that, everybody agrees to that, Low Lechu Ela BeBor the only question is, are you also liable if it's in your domain? Rabbi Ya'kiva Savar, Burba Shuto Nami Chayev, you're also Chayev, the owner of the Bor, the Bor di Isle Baal in Kamar, so the Torah is acknowledging that there is a case where you own it, Then presumably the liability is not based on ownership, okay, presumably it's still based on the fact that you've created it or because you own it you have a responsibility to cover it up, etc., but conceptually it's about having a public hazard, okay, Rebbe Savar, no, Baal HaTak, bala board does not mean you own it; it means that you are responsible for it. You created it. But if you just own it and you did not create it, you would be exempt. Okay. Now, what is the reason to be exempt if it's Bor toe So Rashi says that the um, uh, that the case is the scenario is you dug it in the middle of your yard and you were Maftir, like the Mishnah says, you were, um, or the Brighton says you were of the area around it. So Rashi says there's almost like an implicit stipulation. You can say, look, guys. I gave you my property to access, but it was with the understanding, not, you know, not with the sense that it would create liability for me, it was implicitly with the understanding that I would be exempt if you fell into my well, you know, so, uh, because I only, you know, you only have access to it because I gave you access to it. So that was not meant to create any liability. Toza says that's true limiting of an explanation because another cla- what's another classic should I you could imagine that is a public hazard, that isn't the case that I renounced ownership of the area around round the well. Can you imagine a case where I dug it in my domain and it's a hazard and I was not Mosque Myrishus? What do you
1: mean? Anything, you just didn't mean- have any machine around it?
0: No, but it's not a hazard if people don't have access to it. So the example is I dug it right at the edge of Rashid HaRabim. I dug it right at my property line. Okay, so it's easy if you're walking Rashid HaRabim that you slip and fall into it and that, so that would be a case that, you know, you'd also have to explain why they're debating if you're chaiv or not or why you would be patur. So Tosa says the reason you're patur is not because you were Mafia the area around it that so you can say you implicitly stipulated. The reason you're patur is because you could say look this is on my property. It is your responsibility to not get close to my property. Meaning, even though it's at the edge of Rashida Arabim, and you could say, I have a right to use Rashid Rabin, you shouldn't make it so close. I could say back to you, I'm sorry, this is my property line, whether my property line is because I was mothed of the area around it or because I dug it right at the edge. But nevertheless, this boar is my property. And it's your responsibility to keep your distance from my property. Okay? So it's basically like a Shorcha Ber Shusi boy. What are do you doing? In, in my well. That's my well. You shouldn't be in my well. Okay? You have to keep distant from my well. So therefore, that is the reason that Rabbi Ishmael would say you are exempt. Okay? The basic of this creating a public hazard and a public hazard is of course in the middle of Rashid Rabin. On your property, Rabbi Ishmael would say you are exempt. Okay? Balabor just means that you created the hazard. It does not include a case where you own it that it's on your property. It's the other person's responsibility to stay distant from my property. And Rabbi Akiva says, no, the Torah also includes that case of owning it it's an if that is uh, it, it is still a hazard in that case and if people are able to get right up close to it because it's right at the edge then yes you are liable for that case as well okay yes so i'm driving in my car
1: and my car creates a pothole and yeah. you walk by and break your leg
0: right according to because
1: i made that yeah absolutely I know it was, I believe Havana, so
0: well that 's like the sugi so as we had before about Hifkir, you know uh, you know, He uh, is you know whatever what was it like a, you know Hekin is andphi onus or something like that so if it was created if you don 't have liability negligence in its creation and you'd also don't own it or whatever, so there are cases where you 're not liable for having created it there has to be some intent or negligence mm-hmm. or at least some ownership of it after the fact that creates a responsibility to remove it but that was a whole sugi we had earlier that yeah. was really a huge, agreeing on Rabbi Shemel's case, or is adding to it? He's adding to it. So that's what the word' is going to say. So the Gemara is going to say like this, Elamai Torah to come Rabbi So Rabbi Akiva agrees that the Torah's case is, that the case Ki is that Yachayim just for creating it as a, in Rashid Harabim. When he says Zerbor, that seems very exclusive. Like there's only one type of a in the Torah and it's the one you own. You're saying that that's not true, that he agrees to Rabbi Shemel's case. So what's the Zerbor Hamad Torah to come bor Rabbi Akiva? of Shepot it means you can't say that the only boar is The only boer is a What about the ba'al So this is the well. The, when you own it, that's the well the Torah is talking about when it talks about paying. It calls you a Baal Habor. So how can you ignore that case? So it does not mean these are not mutually exclusive positions. Rabbi Shmael excludes Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva does not exclude Rabbi Shmael. Even though the language is Zehu, that's not meant to reject Rabbi Shmel. That's just to say this is also a case of the boar in the Torah when you own it. Okay, that's Rabba's way which starts with the idea that fundamentally the Khiv is based on creating the public hazard. Rav Yosef, and now Rav Yosef goes in the opposite way. Rav Yosef, no, the opposite. Fundamentally, it starts that the Khiv is based on owning the well. Okay, this is more of an idea of mamon hamazik, right, as opposed to, that you could say the other one was a type of an adam hamazik. indirectly. You created a hazard and therefore you brought about somebody's injury. This is a mamonamazik. The thing you own. The so well created a hazard. So since it starts conceptually with an idea of mamonamazik, everybody agrees the classic boar is the one that you own. Okay? Which is, I think, counterintuitive, but that's what we're saying. Even though it's in your domain. Everybody agrees. As long as it's not the middle of your yard, it's a place that people can get right up next to it. Okay? My time what's the reason? Baal the owner of the well. The boar di islay so you have an owner. So fundamentally, everybody starts with the idea that the liability of a boar is based on the sense of ownership. Okay, and everybody agrees a yachid ki The debate is when you make it right in the middle of the street and you don't own it. Rabbi shmael Sava, a That's also The ki v'chi If you open or if you dig, I don't get it. If you're chayiv for opening, certainly you're chayiv for digging. So Ella shall kriya ba'alo to tell you that there's another. A liability not based on ownership, but a liability based on creating the hazard. Rebbe Akiva and Rebbe Akiva would say back to him, no, the Torah had to tell you both Kiyotach and Kiyotach. It does not tell you, it's not there to tell you you're high for digging if you don't own it. It's coming to tell you something else. What is coming to tell you? The Remember just said if you open a well, that if you open it, it's sufficient to just cover it. Right? Because the Torah says, yichasenu. the Torah indicates that once you cover it, you're exempt. So if all you do is open it, all you gotta do is cover it. Um, Sogilei B'kisi Cover If you dig it No Sogilei B'kisi At the timely I would think Covering it is not enough You have to refill it That's a very reasonable Thing to think So the Torah has to say it, Even though it said If you open It has to say If you dig Not to tell you Your chai if you dig Of course your hive if you dig To tell you That you're putter If you covered it Even though you created it And even though There's still a well Underneath your cover Okay So At the timely So Where are we? He uh, got you could just said if you dig, then that's obvious what I would have thought how you mean sure digging there you're liable until you cover it because you actually created it if all you did was you opened the pre-existing well maybe you would not have any liability which would be funny but the point is you obviously could not infer liability from opening from a case of liability from digging okay so therefore you needed to say both that you're liable even for opening but you're exempt even even if all you did was just cover a well that you actually dug. But it is not to tell you that the liability is based on creating the hazard. For Rabbi Akiva, the liability is based on ownership. And therefore, if you create it in the middle of a Shidar Rabim, huge public hazard, but you don't own it, you're exempt according to Rabbi Akiva. I know it doesn't make sense. This is the formalisms of Baba The to come Rabbi So if Rabbi Ishmael agrees that you're high on a boar that you own, he says this is the well that you are high in the Torah. He doesn't mean to exclude a boar that you own. So what does he mean? He means, no, this is also a case. When the Torah begins, he's saying to Rebbe Kiva, how can you say the only well in the Torah is Baal Habor, one that you own? It says, Ki'is Tacho So this idea, when you dig it in Richard Rabin, is also the well that's referred to in the Torah. So Zeu does not mean to exclude Rabbi, Shmei, Rabbi Akiva's case of owning it, but it's to say you can't say that this isn't the, one of the cases in the Torah. One of the cases in the Torah is talking about digging It's talking about a board in Rishaz Rabin. Okay? So so even though their debate looks like they completely, they're mutually exclusive, Rab on the one hand wants to say everybody agrees to the conceptual basis of creating the hazard in Rashid Rabin. The question is, Owning it. And Rav Yosef wants to say the opposite. Everybody agrees to the conceptual basis of owning a well. And um, and the question is, and, and I, I totally agree with Michael, this is very counterintuitive, but the question is, if you dig it without owning it, are you also going to be chayyim? But that really thinks about bore as a sense of momon hamazik, and therefore you have to start with the idea that you own it. Um, okay, by the way, I just want to sort of, uh, I don't know if I should say this, but I will. Okay, to con- complicate things a little bit, is that when you, if you take like a Rav Yosef approach, that fundamentally it's based on Maman HaMazik, how do you understand Rabbi Ishmael that says you're also high when you dig it in Rashid HaRabim? Are there two conceptual ways of being high for a boar? One way is Maman HaMazik, one way is more of an Adam HaMazik creating it? Or do you say no? Then what Rabbi Ishmael is saying is, if you dug it in Rashid HaRabim, you are considered to be the owner. You might remember a statement we had a while ago, chow Adam basana Two things you don't own, and the Torah made it, is if you own. Chalet and and a Harabim. Right? So you could say that if you take a Rebbe Yosef approach, everybody agrees that it's based on ownership. It's just that Rebbe Ishmael's only based on ownership. There's no other conceptual basis. But Rebbe says if you create it in Rishi Harabim, the is considering you to be the owner. Okay? And that's so that's interesting, right? Whether the ones that say both are they working with two models or they're conceptually saying just one model, but they just have a broader idea of one model. Ownership includes a case of or you could say creating a bore includes a case of a bore in your domain that's at the edge of Rashid HaRabim. The fact that it's yours and you have responsibility is like you created it, okay? So these are the questions, two different models of chai for bore. One is ownership, one is creating it and creating and making a hazard. Yes, Michael. But, uh, but again,
1: everyone would still agree that, uh, that if the public, let's say the public domain, you know, they're digging, they're doing construction projects. And right. They don't cover it well. And this, so the URI is in not even though we create it creates <laughs> it. Right. Like
0: no um, right. Well, that's an interesting question. Like, you know, uh, they have, uh, I don't, I don't know, I was just following orders. Like, I don't know. Like, if my work tells me to go create a board where shit I mean, the question is, does it have... You know, that's uh, a really interesting question. Let's even say that the public has the right to do it. Right? We've found, found out before that you could have a right to throw things in where you should I be, and you're still high for it. So if the public has the right to go ahead, you know, the city is empowered by the people of the city to go ahead, like, right, so right now they're doing this on my street. They've been doing it for weeks tearing up the street. Actually, as I was walking here, they were actually removing a manhole cover, and I was going to take a picture of it, because it was a person like, anyway, so, would you say, you know, oh, well, yeah, but they're still chayev, and then the person hive is the person, is the nebuch, the poor worker that got assigned the job of digging it. So, I don't know, because, you know, there isn't a corporate, presumably there, if the city has the right to do it, an individual might be, have the right to throw the garbage in the street, but still be I assume that the city has the right to dig wells, but I don't know. You know, you can sue New York City, yeah. right, if they're irresponsible. Like, so, but there is no corporate entity of the city to sue, and I assume that we're not going to be of the poor worker who got the job to dig the well. Regarding right yes. the law
1: is regarding potholes, if It's like the the months, like the winter months. I think
0: it goes until like uh, April or May. Yeah, they're actually punter. But afterwards, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that just like the Gemara different different about different different about about throwing different out your, your 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 waste during the summer or the winter. Yeah, That's yeah. it. (laughs) Okay, yes. Conceptually, what you have here is an
1: idea that if you make something, you own it.
0: Right? Well, no, that's what I said. That's one way of understanding Rebbe Ishmael, that it's conceptually like you own it. The other is saying that no, he doesn't need a model of ownership. One model is ownership, the other model is a type of an if You're a causation. You dug it, you caused it, you're to blame. So that's the question within Rebbe Ishmael. Do you try to just say an expanded model of ownership, or is he working with two models?
1: Yes. Liability, responsibility for the damage. What? Cities so take like, responsibility for the damage. Right.
0: Yes. I was saying that in halacha, I don't know if there's that oh. concept. So, okay.
1: Question, I'm sorry. My question is, if you take the ownership model, yes, how could you ever be not cure anything? I put an object out there, a Torah right created a bore. Right. I'm going to say I'm not curious but I created a bore in shooter a beam right? I put a, I put an object out there, someone can trip over.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, so I, what? I mean, what you're saying is what we were saying saying before, which is that it's via, it is very counterintuitive. But there is a position according to Rabbi Yosef, according to uh, Rabbi Akiva, that you dig a well in Rashid Harbin, you create this huge public hazard and you're putter. Because technically, you don't own it, right? Because it's grama azikin, Right? That's what we've been dealing with all along negligence fault, whatever is not enough, you need to either you need to do either a direct act or operate through one of the formal categories. So yes, that is the ironic position of Rabbi Akiva according to Rabbi Yosef. So now the question says like this. Okay, okay. So it's open to Rishonai Yachid. You're exempt. But even though you were you you clearly violated a law here by by digging under the rashid Yachid. Why? You don't have any right to dig a cavity under Rashid Har-Abin. You're asking for trouble. A, it's not your domain. B, somebody could you know crack through the uh, through the top nevertheless since it's open to a Yahid, Yachid you're exempt it's not open in the Rishudah Rabim okay um, if you dig on the other hand wells and you know canals and uh, what other other types of wells um, however if you did it in your domain but the opening is in Rishudah Rabim Chayav so this brightness is clear that the Chiv is for Rishudah Rabim right if you open in Rishudah Yachid or Patur. You open the you're chayav. Okay? Now, if you dug it in your domain right at the edge of Roshid HaRabim, like those that dig for creating a foundation for a building, Rashi says these are like the ditches around a building foundation, Patur, you're exempt. Reb Yosef, Reb Yehuda Reb says, you're even though you're creating it for your building foundation, it's all very nice, that doesn't allow you to do it right at the edge of your domain, you have to make a, a barrier, tense fachim high, to keep people away from it. A fence. Oh, at your heat, me makam jisat regle adam, makam jisat regle beima, arbaat fachim. And some say which makes a little more sense. Or that you have to actually not do it right up against your property line, assuming that the public domain goes right against your property line. You, you have to, it's not based on an, inv- an invisible property line. You have to separate it, for Vachim, or I think more logically, for Amot, like six feet, from the place where people actually walk. Okay, so if people, you find where that place is that people actually walk and you have to move it six feet away from there. Otherwise, you are creating a hazard. I don't care that you're doing it for your building foundation. Now, the problem with this place is it starts by saying a bore that opens in Rashida Yachid your your, uh, patur and then it says when you have this bore in your domain right at the edge that you're doing for your building foundation your chayav. So, the bright is not consistent. So, let's see what the Gemara says. Okay? So, the Gemara says like this. So, the Gemara says like this. How Who's this going like? Be shleimah rabba It's good and going to Rabba, Remember, Rabba says everybody starts with the idea that you're chayiv and Rashid harabim. So, be shleimah la rabah, Yishmael. The beginning that says only Rashid harabim and not Rashid yachid is Rebbe Yishmael. The same for Rebbe Yakiva. And the end that says you're even in Rashid yachid, that's Rebbe Yakiva. I don't know that that's a good resolution. Okay, you usually don't like splitting a bright among two biba, but at least it's a resolution El Rev Yosef but remember Rev Yosef says everybody says you're high for Rishut HaYachid so the beginning of the bright is clearly against that the beginning of the Brite says you're exempt for Rishut HaYachid El Rev Yosef the end is going it could be like everybody because that's speaking about being high in Rishut HaYachid Elah the beginning money who is it going like it's not going like anybody because according to the beginning says explicitly if it's in a reshutah yachid you're exempt so i'm going say would say to you know it's going like everyone for in the beginning is an easy case when it says you opened it in reshutah yachid the question is where in reshutah yachid the beginning is it's a well that has the opening in the middle of your yard be, you, you're putter because it's not because it's because it's a Yahim that nobody has the right to have I access to I may, all right maybe it is obvious it's no so the gemara is going to say or Rashi says somebody says I forget at the state that the finish is that even though you dug under the we Harabim, we don't say that that that's that violation of that law of digging under rabim gives you liability if somebody falls in the well They're separate issues at the end of the at the end of the day nobody had a right to go into your yard and you're not liable just because somebody could say that the whole well was dug illegal dog illegally. Right, so have okay. to like, fill it up. Yeah, oh, that's a different story. But you're not liable for damages. Okay, so he says a very simple point. The end of the right dog is talking that it's at the edge of Rashid Rabin, and that's why you're Chayev. This is assuming a boar Bashir Yahid you're chayav. The beginning that says you're is because you own the area around it. So of course you're exempt. Nobody has a right to get up to your boar. Okay? Um, okay Amaravasi has to do Kimna now that you've said um, the the Ravyose for that it works for Rebbe Yosef according to all opinions which is a very nice read of the Breitah. The You also don't have to say it's split between two tanaim, the Breitah. Midarei is to The beginning is Rabbi Yishmael who says, chayav in Rishuta. Rabbi Rebbe according to Rabbah, says, Yerchaev in both Rishut Yachid and Rishuta HaRabim. Okay, wait a minute. No, hold on. According to Raba, Rabbi, Rabbi Ishmael says, chayv, uh a little, a little, a little, only in Rabim. So the beginning says, re, the beginning says, you're Pater and Rashid Yachid. That's, re, that's Rabbi Ishmael That chiyav is only Rashid Arabim, not Rashida Yachid. So the race is Rabbi Ishmael. So that would be a case, even Rashida Yachid, at the edge of Rashid Rabbim. Nevertheless, you're pater because it's because Rabbi Ishmael says, you're Pater and Rashid Yachid. So say for Nami Rabbi Yishmael, the end is also Rabbi Shmael. If that's true, what's the discussion about this digging of the foundation? Why should you be Chayev? Rabbi Ishmael says, you're Pater and Rashid Yachid even at the edge of Rosh the shurab beam the timer uh and the problem at the end is that the end sounds like the only reason the Tanakhama exempted you was because you were doing it for the sake of your building foundation. Sounds like fundamentally your chayav. Why are you fundamentally chayav? So the Gemara says to go to Arvachavucheh the Rashid because you went a little bit overboard. You didn't keep within your bound borderline. You actually went over the line into the Rashid Harabim. Okay? So basically, right, if yeah. this is your Rashid Harabim, and this is your Shud HaYachid, and you're digging a hole, and you're digging your whatever, your foundation, if you went just a tiny bit over, even if it's only like one inch over, nevertheless, you've now created a public hazard in Rishud HaRabim, and therefore you're going to be Chayef. Okay? So again, so the B'ritha basically says like this. The B'ritha says, the HaYachid, you're going to be Pator, and then the second part of the braita says, if you're doing it Luushin, right, for building foundation in Rashid ha'yachid, so then it says, then it says you're going to be according to the first opinion, Pater. and according to the second opinion, I forget who it was, who was the second opinion of the braita, Reb Yosi, Reb Yehuda, Reb Yosi, Reb Yehuda says you're going to be Chayev. Okay? But, the, but it's, what's clear is that the reason you're Pater is we're giving you a little bit of a pass because you're doing it for the sake of your building foundation. Okay? And that's, that, you know, that's, that's why you're Pater. But fundamentally, the stuff here at the end says you're chayiv in Rishud HaYachid. Okay? So here, the, the basic point here is that you're Chayev in Rishud HaYachid. So how do you explain the Rasha and the Seifa? So one explanation is it basically assumes you are chayiv in Rishud HaYachid. Okay, that's Rav Yosef. Everybody agrees that Yachayim is a Yachid. Here, your putter because it's in the middle of your yard. Okay? So this case that your Pater is it's in the middle of your yard. And this case that your Chayev is is at the edge of your yard. Okay?
1: it's an
0: exemption for Ushin. Okay. And, and if it's exempt it's a special exemption for Ushin that's how Rabbi Yishmael that's how Rabbi Yosef says it but fundamentally you're Chayev Rabba says, uh, says no fundamentally you're Pater in Rashid it's Rabbi Yishmael who says fundamentally you're Pater in Rashid so in this case you're going to be Pater even over here so in this case why are you Chayev? Fundamentally, if it weren't for the exemption of Ushin, because you went over the line. Really over an so it's really not a Rishuri Yachid case. It's really a really case that you went over the line. But okay. It, but
1: they actually fell in your Rishuri Yachid
0: part? Does not make a difference? doesn't make a difference. I mean, well, how would they get here without first going through there? I mean, I guess that would be an interesting question, right? I don't know the answer to that. Let's Trump, say. Yeah, or no. Or let's say here it went over the line, but here. Like part of it went over the line and they fell on the part through the part that didn't go over the line. That's an interesting question. I don't know the answer. Okay. So Marsh goes like this. Um uh, okay, ma may say, I'll ask you. Hakovir Bur Bushuri Yahir Pt uh pachol shirabim chayav. okay. If you made it in Bushuri Yahid and opened it to Shudarbeam, you're Chayav. Um Bushuri Yahid's Muhal Rashid Rabim, however, if you kept it in your domain but it was right up at the edge of a Patur, you're exempt. So this bright is clear. They your only Chayev in Rashid Rabim. Bishleim El Rabbi That's Rabbi Shemel. Rabbi Shemel says your are only in Rashid Rabim, not in Rishuta Yachid. El Rabbi Yosef, Now Rabbi Yosef says that everybody says your are in Rashid Yachid. So how do you explain this brayta? This brayta says your are in Rishuta Yachid. Okay. Rabbi um, Shmael, The beginning that says your are in Rishuta Rabim. Fine. That's Rabbi Shemel. El Say for money, but the end is explicit. The end says it's Rashid Yachid right up at the. Edge and you're going to be potter. Who is that? Rabbi Yosef says, everybody says, you for Rashid Yachid. Lower Rabbi lower Rabbi Akiva. I'm He'll sell to you No, 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 Rabbi Shemal and Rebbe Akiva could agree The reason you're putter there is a special exemption You're doing it for the sake of your building foundation So, let, now of course That's but not, not at all, at the bright I so why so do we, we care really, if we're doing it for your building foundation? Uh, whatever, it's, it's sort of like Sometimes we give people a little bit of uh, A little latitude, you know Because you got to be for the public well good On the one hand you have to be concerned about creating public hazards On the other hand people have to be able to build their buildings building, You know a smaller, I don't know what to tell you are you're right. It is funny, especially given that we've seen that you can, like, spill your trash in Rashid Rabim, and you have a right to do it, but you're still high of But maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a temporary thing and eventually you're going to fill it once you build your building. So, some whatever it is, there's an assumption that there was a need to give people a certain latitude. But it's certainly not shot in the brighter. The Breitta says you're putta for Rishida Yachid, and we've turned the brighter into a special case which wasn't even mentioned, a special exemption than what you were doing it for your building foundation. Okay? So, uh, so anyway, there are clear brightness that. In like it's one way and not the other way but the gemar has found a way out of it now we continue um, if you dug it in your domain and you opened it up right and now you gave it over as a gift to the to the community not just the area around it the well itself here's a well that you can use to store things in that collects rainwater. it's my gift to the community okay so in that case patur you're exempt okay because you yeah because you know you it was never a Hazard. First, it was yours, and then it was given over to the community, and so you didn't have any liability. What would happen after that point? However, if you dug it and opened it, and you didn't give it to the community, now that now that seems to be the position that a de yachid, you're chayav on. Okay, and presumably it is in some place where it still is close enough to the public domain that it could be a hazard. So if you hold the, held on to the ownership over it, okay, then then you're going to be liable this was the practice of Nuchunia the digger of wells and ditches he would dig it and open it and give it over to the, and give it over to the masses when they heard about this this one fulfilled this halacha halacha this is the only halacha in his life he ever fulfilled even this halacha I got to tell you, I don't really fully understand this I don't understand the word first of all patach of course you're patach if you're being chalfer it's already Patuach. What do you mean patach? Like you mean you opened it for business? You mean you made it into a functional well? Not exactly sure what the function of the word patach is over there. Um, but anyway, um. like okay anyway but <laughs> oh you're just using the echoing the psukim yes. pas, yeah I mean maybe it means or patach right. maybe it's chafar or patach maybe you're right maybe that's the point okay but once you give it over to the rabbin then you're going to be patur. you can't say oh you dug it you're still chayav like no I, it's now owned by the rabbim it's their responsibility to decide what to do with it of course one wonders let's say the rabbin never asked for it right let's say he basically dug a well that doesn't serve much of a purpose it's a public hazard and you're, you know right at the end of receiving they you, you know what i'm just going to give it over to the to the community like i'm not exactly sure if the community gets to decide whether or not to accept your gift or not okay in, Rashid. in is the essence. yes okay um, if you look at Rashi, Rashi describes the act of giving it over to the community. Rashi, four lines before it gets wide. Masala Rabbi says, I see that you need, it would be a benefit to you to use this well because to use it where it's all the rainwater that's collected in here, Man and you can use it for your animals. I'm donating it to you, to the community. Okay, but again, I wonder, like, let's say it's actually not benefiting the community. Can you just sort of donate it and now it's there for, for responsibility. Okay, what?
1: Take it back. Take it back. Yeah. Um,
0: Can you take it back?
1: Is it being
0: or is it... No, I mean, that's, I mean, you're right. It's a good question also. Like, what is the act still? This is verbal. Do oh, you have to do a, a kenyan? Do you have to do something that finalizes it? Yeah, it's not clear to me. Where is the... Uh, right. Where is the other side of this transaction? You know, that's... Uh, right. That's a good question. Can you there was a story about the daughter, you might have heard the story, about the daughter of Nukunya, the digger of, uh, of canals. He fell into a deep well. They, call, they came and they told Rabbi Hanina Bendosa about what happened. The first hour he said, it's fine, it's fine, it'll take care of it, the will solve itself. The second hour he said, yeah, 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 don't worry, all, it'll all be fine. The third hour he said to them, Alta. Oh, by now she's out of the well. Amullah. So then they went. And they found out that lo and behold, he had got, gotten out of the well. So they said to her, "Ni How did you get out of the well?" "Amalahem," you know, it's like those cases you hear right about the miners and those collapsed mines, and it's on TV for like forty hours until they're finally able to get them out of the. Well. Anyway, this happened in three hours. How did you get out of the well? "Amalahem," she said to them. "Zachasha um, chivin I ran into a like a a, a ram, the um echad man and a certain old person was leading it. Rashi says the ram is the ram of Yitzchak. And the old person is Avraham. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the significance is, except that Avraham and Yitzchak maybe that dug wells, right? I mean, one of the main things that Yitzchak did was he kept on redigging those wells that Avraham dug. Okay, so maybe that's the model of her father here, you know, <laughs> digging wells for the community. It's anyway, like an what? Like an well, it is an Akedah. The idea of the lamb is definitely an Akeda thing. But I was trying to think, what is the specific Akeda relevance? You mean a child here being sacrificed? For, you know, She's being... Um, Right. The good deeds of the father is leading to the risk of the life of the child or something. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, that's nice. Um, very nice. Um,
1: yeah? The wells of Torah and is fulfilling...
0: Uh, well, oh, because he was fulfilled. Uh, maybe, seeing a well as metaphoric about Torah. I don't see that as directly here, but maybe. Anyway, somehow, it doesn't say just because the old man with the ram came by, it doesn't say how she magically rose out of the well. I mean, was it magic then? She popped out when the guy came by, or did he lower a rope to her? What exactly he did, I don't know. But anyway, okay, but that's what happened. Okay, Amrilo, so anyway, Amrilo, they said, uh, they said to him, to uh, Hanina, who predicted that that. would Saved, Naviata, You must be a prophet. lo lo ben I'm not a prophet or the son of a prophet, which is pretty funny because we just were mentioning Abraham. Yeah. You know, so I was talking about like descending from prophets. Anyway, Ella kachamarti. This is what I said to myself. shows This thing that this righteous person, you know, was sort of like devoted his life to, anguished over, making sure that the community would have wells to drink from. Yikasha bozaros. That should be the stumbling block for his seed that should be the reason that his cure, that, that should be the cause of his child's death impossible that God would allow something like this to occur that's why Rashi says by the way by the third hour he knew everything was fine because by the third hour she would have she would have had to have been dead had she not been saved so by the third hour he knew by this stage she definitely she didn't die so something must have happened that saved her um, okay so Abba Pichain there's a very fascinating Gemara like you see, the girl could have ended here right with one of those like nice sense about how God makes everything work out, like, you know, the story, like, you know, oh, God wouldn't let, you know, tzaddikim make us, you know, sin, certainly not the animals of the tzaddikim, like the chamor, whatever, like, you know, and then our sense is like, really? Does the world work that well? Well, here the Gemara, well, ha Here the Gemara actually, like, critiques it right away, this sense of everything's going to work out. Avro Pichain, says the Gemara, where um, uh, were? I'm be saying with Sama. His son died in uh, out of thirst. Exactly this irony. He was all about making sure that everybody would have water, and his son died out of thirst. Sheneh as The verse says, I think Nisara or Nishara. Anyway, we're going to read it as Nisara. Around him is like a very tumultuous ma'od those that are close even like a hair's breath okay so God is so exacting and therefore on the one hand you say oh it's such a tzaddik; nothing bad will ever happen because he's a tzaddik, maybe bad things do happen because God is very exacting of course here's the whole theology that the way God is exacting it to punish a person is that the child dies. different uh, another theology that we don't uh, that's hard for us to relate to Rabbi Nuchun Rabbi says Elna aratz besod kadoshim rabav in ora alkos God is sort of like you know in the in the convocation of the holy ones. He's a, you know he's mighty and he is awesome of those that surround him. So even though the, the more closer you are to the svivav, the more you are sort of burned by God's presence. Or you know the more God is exacting is awesome. Now Tosos of course now has to reconcile because we said two contradictory things. We said davar tzadik was you know it wouldn't happen and now exactly, his son died in thirst. Satosos, of course, who always has to reconcile says, um, mm-hmm. So now that we see that his son in the end died out of thirst, you see that this principle isn't true. So why was he so certain that the daughter was going to get saved? Okay, maybe it's one thing that it would be very ironic that the son would die out of thirst. But it would, he wouldn't die by falling into a well the well was the actual thing that the person had actually done so Joseph has to find a hair's breadth difference Joseph has to find this way of reconciling the two things but I think it's still really important whether technically the Gemara had that in mind or not that the Gemara is like skeptical you know it's, it's, it's refreshing to hear that like skepticism here the world doesn't work so perfectly let me tell you there's a lot of irony and tragedy in the world and Dafka, his child died of, died of thirst yes I
1: was thinking maybe we'll to turn Line, line the the I was
0: thinking about that too. The hair's breadth. You do right up to the edge of Rashid Habib. I was thinking about that too. Okay. I'm um, a Rebbe Chanina. Says Rebbe Chanina, anybody that says that God is like, what's a good translation word, Vatrin? Like, uh, forgoes things. Like, a, a forgiver isn't the right word. But God just like, you know, uh, go, it's like, not, it's the opposite of being exact. And, you know, sort of. He
1: still overlooks stuff.
0: Overlooks. Right. Yeah. 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 Whatever. It's fine. Doesn't matter. Or whatever. Translates it. Forgiving. Forgiving. Yeah. For like a vatrin is. Yeah. Vatrin is like you know. it's like okay. Fine. You don't give me the exact change. I don't mind. Whatever. You know. Like you let things go. God lets it, lets things go. What? Easy go- yeah, but easy going has a different connotation. Like, let things go when, 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 you know, a line could be crossed, but he lets it go. He doesn't, he doesn't write, he's not midaktik and so on. Okay. Yevat Yuchayev. So, you know, if, if that's what you say about God, God will let you be easy with your life, too. Like, you know, so you'll suffer the consequences. He won't be so careful about protecting your life. ha'tsur All of his ways are justice. Don't think God forgets things and forgives things things or whatever, everything is going to work out as a just type of a way. Alright? Which is interesting. It's the same Rebbe Hanina that said that the daughter was saved, and he is saying that God is exacting, but you know what? It works well. Maybe what Rebbe Hanina is emphasizing is justice. So justice means that you're not going to get a path on some transgression, but maybe for him justice also means that his daughter won't die by falling into a well. Like Justice sort of works, you know, both ways. Okay? This, by the way, statement, the, uh, what is this, uh, the uh, um, 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 Silas Yusharim deals with this in his, in his opening and he says I don't understand what happened to me, you know Hashem Hashem El Rachum Bechanon God is compassion how do you say that God is not doesn't forego things you know foregoing might be the better word here if doesn't forego things you know but he's supposed to be compassionate so he says no the compassion is is that he allows you to do tshuva if you do tshuva he'll forgive you but if you haven't done tshuva he's not going to forgive things that you haven't done tshuva for okay Amor Ebi what's meant by the verse God is long of face or like long to anger. Um, you know um, not actually not face uh, nose literally is what means. By the way, that's why af literally means nose because off, which is firing anger is like you know like when the smoke gets out of rises from somebody's nostrils. That's literally the image of af. Of, what of, right? right you know anyway, but is also like the burning. Anyway, what does it mean God is long of noses? <laughs> it's like What's the plural of apayim? Long of anger in the singular. God actually, you know, takes his time both with tzaddikim and rishayim. So this is also, I, I love this Gemara, like immediately juxtaposing contradictory statements. You know, almost seemingly contradictory. On the one hand, God is very exacting. On the other hand, God gives people time. Not only tzaddikim time, he gives rishayim time as well. Okay? so go figure out how all this works together. Do not, if you're cleaning out your yard, throw the stones into the Rashid HaRabim. Like, it's a pretty obvious statement. I don't know why you need the Gemara to say this. Okay. A certain person was, you know, removing the stones from his yard and throwing them into Rashid HaRabim. A certain hasid, now, you might remember that Hasid, interestingly, in the context of Vabakama, has had the meaning of somebody that is very careful about not causing damage to other people. So the Gemara earlier spoke about the Hasidim HaRishonim, what they would do to, to get rid of their broken glass. They would burn it and bury it, and how careful they were not to accidentally, you know, in, cause damage to other people while taking care of their own property. So a certain Hasid found him, Amarlo, and said to him, "Reka, sort of empty one, you know, low life. Why are you removing stones from a domain that isn't yours and putting them in the street, which is where you're going to be living?" So, hint hint. So anyway, so he says, "Leave he He sort of mocked it. He said, "What do you mean? I'm getting rid of them from my domain." I'm throwing them into the public well I care about the public I'm cleaning out my domain okay in the end it turned out that he fell into poverty he had to sell his yard and he was like you know maybe lived on the street and was walking in that, in that domain and tripped over the own stones that he had thrown there at that moment he said what that righteous person said to me was correct you're getting rid of your domain and you're putting it into a domain that isn't yours and so putting it into a domain that is mine because this now has become where I live. I now live on the street, right? So, you know, it's a very, obviously a very powerful statement which is, you know, that we tend to be very, uh, you know, guided by self-interest and dismissive of how our actions might hurt other people or cause injury to other people, right? You know, and there's, you know, it's, like, it's always an interesting question. The people that are less careful when they're dealing with other people's property and the people that are more careful when they're dealing with other people's property right so you know so it's the natural thing is like yeah hey, what do I care it's injury to injury other people it's not in my domain right as opposed to no, this is everybody's domain and this odds after where you know you need more care than what you're doing and what you sort of perceive of as your domain and at the end of the day that's going to be your domain and not what you're cur- where you know where you, you currently the person
1: are who made that
0: bore, though. what yeah which is why the, the is funny why do you have to tell me not to do it like of course your hive in this case right it's a poor bush in our beam what he made the yeah oh he can to himself yeah. I mean, well, yeah.
1: What? He made a bore on his own.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, right. So he does, right, it's the exact opposite of Nechunia. It also gets back to the justice pact. It's like the justice being punished. By the Nechunia it was the justice of his daughter being sage, and here's the justice of him being punished in the end as a result of his actions. Okay. Okay. <laughs> There you go. That's sort of echoing the Psukim in the Torah. Like we had a similar mishnah that echoed the pesukim by a shore. He has a mishnah that echoes the pesukim by a bore, an ox or a donkey falls in. Chayav, you chayav. Okay. Whether you are de- dealing a, a well, a canal, or a me'ara, which is also type of a well, but it's covered like a, like a cave is covered. Chari'itzin, itzin, or other types of of of, of ditches cryas you guys in game la man am bore why did it say bore my boy she is it's not limited to only a well but my boy the same way a classic boar is deep is at least ten fa deep and has therefore the ability to cause the death of an animal of course so similarly you're only going to be liable if an animal dies if it is ten deep and has that potential to kill, the natural propensity to kill an animal how you put how you was less than this the novel then you would be exempt if an animal died that is not not seen as to be a natural consequence of the, of, a, of a well that that's that, that, that that's that shallow. but if an animal got damaged, you are going to be chayav, okay, because it is still able to cause damage. Amarav, now we have a fascinating debate of Rav and Shmuel. Amarav, bore shechiva love Torah. Lehevlo, the have low below the The board that the Torah obligated you for the reason, the conceptual basis that you're chayav is because of the of the uh, the, uh, hev- the air in the well and not the ground. There's an understanding that somehow you know deep down the air is uh, I don't know thicker or something like that. That somehow you create a different sense of a of a uh, of, of an uh, uh, I don't even know the word here of, of of air of a vapor something of that nature that's created in. The, where, in the space of the well, and that you're higher because of that vapor, not because the guy bangs himself on the floor of the well, which seems crazy, but the idea is, I did, it's very hard to imagine that Rav really believes, a guy falls down, breaks his neck, breaks his leg, or a donkey does, oh, it was the vapor that did it. But it starts with a problem. It's, the problem is that he did not break his leg on my thing. He broke his leg on the ground which I don't own. If I dug a bore, Ruchit Harabim. Okay, now you could say you still created the takala. Okay, but the takala I created was what caused him to trip and to fall. The thing that he actually did the damage was ground. It's not my ground. It's the public's ground. Okay, so it seems like that seems to have again. It's like obviously it's easy to say. Look, you set up that whole system, so you're liable for what happens. But Rob seems to feel, and maybe this gets back to this concept of ownership, you need a more of a direct connection to the thing that caused the damage. So he says the air, if there's this heavy air that's created, then that wasn't there before, the ground was always there, you just exposed ground that was always there. But what you did create was you created this heavy air, and if that is contributing to the guy's injury, then that's what makes it your injury. So it's not like he's ignoring the fact that the guy broke his leg because he hit the ground, okay? But he says, what makes it your breaking of the leg and not the fact that he just hit the, you know, tripped over the normal ground was the fact that it was your, like, Hevel was in that boar that was somehow contributing. So the Nazgainina would be, as the Gemara is going to say, you put a, uh, you put something, let's say you don't own it, because if you own it, maybe it's different, but you dig a mound in Mishud Abim, and the guy trips over the mound and hits the ground. Okay? So there, by the way, there it's easier to understand this principle of Karka Olam Hizikasa so, Right? It's not, you know, you hit yourself. I, yes, I made you trip, but the thing that caused that break was the ground. That's not my ground. So that, Rob would say, you're putter. There you could actually say, I made you trip, but I did not actually hit you. What hit you, as it were, was the ground, and I'm not connected to the ground. I don't have that hevel that somehow connects me to the ground, and therefore I'm going to be exempt. So that's what Rob says. Yes, so. I, I, um, I guess I don't
1: understand. Yeah,
0: you're not the only one. Some
1: telling you, interpret that way I just took Hebel always as like Halal like I created a Halal or something a negative in other words without the Halal you wouldn't have No because the Gemara is going to
0: say well yes um you, so you're seeing it just as a way of saying it. What makes it my chavatas because I expose the ground. Mm-hmm. But the Gemara is going to say later that that I, that there's less hevel in a bore that's less narrow, that's more wide, that's more open. So clearly, it does not see it as just the exposing of the ground. So like a deep and a narrow well has a lot of hevel, a shallow and a wide well has less hevel. That's what the Gemara is well, going to uh, say. Like, uh,
1: she, uh, uh, yeah. But that's
0: the that's the ten is what I understand. No, no, no. It's not going. No, it's not going to be about the ten tefachim. Yeah. it's going to be about like how you know, you'll see, but I hear your point, but I think it's but, it's, but yeah, you're dealing with the fact that it's a very strange idea, so you try to make it a little less strange, I get it. Let's see what the Gemara says. Um, okay, the banging is Karka Olam Hu Demaskale. That's just ground that you don't own, you're not directly responsible for that. You needed to have created the Hevel. The Shmol Amar LeHevel Lova the LeChavata. No, no, no. Yes, you're Kai for the Hevel, that is something that you created, that contributes, but you're certainly high for the banging of the ground, that's your fault, you expose that, and there's no question that you're high for that. Okay? Okay, so because maybe somebody should say it's not the Hevel. If somehow you have a case that the person didn't suffer because of an impact with the ground, but he suffered because of the air condition of the well, maybe you should be fully exempt in that case. no, the Torah said the Torah says and it doesn't say what, you, what, what type of bore. It is. It could be filled with like uh, pillows, you know, with like nice cushions of uh, of wool. And the Torah says you could be hive in a bar if There's no impact. So clearly, everybody assumes that you're even if no impact. There is something that can create injury without it being about physical impact, and that's hevel. And the question of Rav and Shmuel is: Are you also chayv for chavata without hevel? Okay, so let's take a look. By the way, Dove, there's already a, a, a proof against you, which is it says hevel can create damage without chavata. Um, okay. Okay, my benayu, so what would be a case? So Rashi immediately says, a broken leg, as you would say, is a ikabenayu, right? It's not out of, you know, it's not some some breathing problem, it's a broken leg, clearly that's chavata. But Rashi says, no. If you have hevel, then you're high for chavata. Okay, so in a way, the hevel for Rav is a way to get you responsible for the ground okay so what is namina you made a little mound in Rashi and you tripped on the ground and you hit your, on the mound and you hit yourself on the ground okay so that 's a clear case where the injury was the ground which you don 't have a direct connection to you just caused the tripping all right so um my time Rav, what 's the reason of rav now by the way if you trip on the mount and hit yourself on the mound then Rob would probably agree or cry of. It's your mound. Okay, you created the mound. You didn't just expose the grave. Those you created the thing. But if you trip on the mound and hit yourself on the ground on the flat ground that was always there, that's what rab would say that's karka olam hizikasa. You're not responsible for that. My time is a What's the reason of rab? The verse says the and you fell. You fell the normal way, which is face first, which means somehow if you fell backwards, you'd be exempt. Why? Because when you're falling face first, the sort of, you know, in the well, sort of, you know, hits your face, right? So you're sucking in the hevel. But if you fall backwards and, you're, and your mouth and nose are exposed out, then you're not sucking in the hevel. So then you would be exempt, okay? <laughs> Go figure. No, however you fall in. Okay, it's not. Let's just read this. Our mission says a boar is to tell you it's only high for death if 10 Fucking deep. What's it? Anything even beyond the boar? What's it coming to include? Even to include if it's a mound. What's, what's it coming to include when it says not only a boar? So the what's mentioned in the Mishnah, the like the ditches, That's in the Mishnah. Afkol presumably stands to say more than is in the Mishnah. So says no. It's telling you the principle, and then it's spelling it out. What is included beyond it? Or other types of ditches and wells. But if it's just a mound, you're exempt. Now again, the funny thing is, you could have said because remember, Rav also has a case about avnos hakino Everybody remember the stone and the knife than Richard Arabin that you're also chayev for. So it is funny. The Gemara could have said you're chayev for other things like a mound or, or a backpack or a knife if the person gets injured on the thing itself. Right? Rav is only saying that should be clear you're exempt if you trip over a mound and hit yourself on the ground. But if you hit yourself on the thing itself you're chayev. So, we could have said that that's also what's being referred to in the Mishnah. Okay, now the Gemara just says, let's just read this. The Hanikulu Lamali, why did you need to tell me all of these different types of wells? Sricha, you need it. Yes, a wide, which is narrow and round, that has a lot of, like, you know, uh, compressed air, or whatever the word, you know, whatever, sick air. It's, it's, it's narrow, and it's deep, and it's circular, excuse me. But, but, but a, a, a canal, or whatever, a, a, a ditch, that's sort of long, it's not narrow. Maybe even if it's ten fucking deep, because it's, it's, it's you know, more, it's not as narrow, um, so with the same depth, you're not going to get that same type of a heavy air. Um The eitan of Shiyach had adjusted a Shiyach have amina Shiyach as behavla. Yes, a Shiyach of ten does. Mishum to katin. It might be wide at one edge, but presumably it's narrow at the other edge. Right? It's like a rectangle. Avo Ma'ara the marba'ah but a ma'ara which is uh, square and it's wide at both you know in both directions maybe ten is not deep enough to create heathel the time ma'ara had it said ma'ara ha'aveyamina ma'ara fine a ma'ara does have it in ten tzvachim mishum maybe because it's the top is covered over so therefore that creates this heavy air of a harivsin and a canal the low that is not covered over and is wide in both directions Eima Be'asar Leisbe Havel, maybe it does not have Havel 10 fucking deep. The next time the Chavitsin had it said that had Havel, Havel, I mean the Chavitsin has Saru, who did Yisbe Havel, and Mishum De'asar The reason that has Havel is because it's not wider at the top than it is at the bottom. It's like, you know, straight down. the Ne'itsin, and Ne'its, which is a type of a ditch, to Revich HaMile'el, Tfei Mitasai, is sort of like a funnel, is wider at the top and narrower below. So Eima Be'asar Leisbe Hu'avala, maybe that doesn't have Havala Kamaj Lan that all these things have Hevel okay so it's clear that Hevel is not just the exposed ground Hevel is some sense of a thicker air in the well but clearly like as Raji says, nobody thinks that that thing is really causing your leg to break but you need that to be to make it more yours and connect you to the damage that is being done by the banging of the ground and if you tripped over a mound and hit yourself on the mound you'd also be Chayev the real debate of Rav and Shmuel is tripping Over a mound and hitting yourself on the flat ground, is that seen as your damage or is that seen as the damage of Karka Olam? Okay, we will end here.